Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up guys, I missed y'all last week. Uh, I wanted to start off tonight's episode recognizing the captain, Derek Jeter, awesome, a seven episode series showing how good of a leader the man was and is. Such a remarkable career with the New York Yankees. And he mentions his family throughout. He came from a terrific household, mother and father, um, was raised with his sister, and uh, just being a tight unit, a family that supported one another. Uh, He mentioned that shortstop for the New York Yankees was the only position he ever wanted to play, and for the team he only wanted to play for was the Yanks. And he walks through it all. I think guys like Derek Jeter, he wanted to perform out there on the field, but he wanted to be a great leader in the clubhouse. Uh, We talk about leading in sports um, as well as just being the best player or or the best talent out there on the field or the court or whatever the case may be. Uh, Derek Jeter made those around him better, whether it was with his voice, uh, whether it was Guys seeing him hit BP early morning and stay late uh, for fielding practice. Um, Coming from Kalamazoo, Michigan, not a lot of guys bet on Derek Jeter, but he bet on himself. Uh, He is a Hall of Famer, the best Yankee of all time, in my opinion. Such a phenomenon. Um, Something that's very important in the series is the down years. Uh, We all know Jeter has five rings. Uh, a World Series MVP, you know, a ton of gold gloves, silver sluggers, all that and beyond. But what he always talks about is never being satisfied, thinking about the championships that he could have won, that he didn't that given year, always wanting more. TB12 mentions this too. Tom Brady has a very similar mindset. That's really the sole reason Brady keeps holding on is and is still playing football. But The one thing about Jeter, 3,000 hit, being a home run in Yankee Stadium, sharing it with the fans. Uh, The captain was needed because with Jeter, they always talk about shortstop and just being a clutch hitter, uh, Mr. November, all of the above. But what Derek Jeter wants you to remember most about him is how he conducted himself on and off the baseball field. The captain displays that. Uh, We know he's funny and has a good family life nowadays, you know, coming up to 50 years old. Derek's getting older on us, but he just had a storybook career. And you love the storybook careers when it's guys who, he didn't know if he'd be out there. He didn't know if he'd be the starter when he was drafted. You know, all of that. Jeter just, man, he's special. Part of episode four got me emotional because... In the 2012 season, Jeter went down with a big injury, broke his ankle, had to be walked off the field. Um, I thought the Yankees might have won the whole thing that year, and it's tough to see a player of Jeter's caliber and the type of person he is leave in that fashion, but he came back even stronger, finished up his career the way he wanted to finish it up, and all of the times in New York... We talk about if guys are built for it. Can they handle the fan base? Can they handle the spotlight? Derek Jeter was built to play in New York City. And that needs to be taken into its 
own lane, in my opinion. Playing baseball at the highest level and being a leader at the highest level is one thing. But with Jeter, he was a leader at the highest level for the New York Yankees. And that's a hard, hard thing. With all the pressure that the city brings, all the pressure that the Steinbrenners and Cashman bring, um, he was able to stick it out. And it got rocky for a minute. Jeter, towards the latter half of his career, Cashman was thinking, ah, should we go with Hanley Ramirez? Should we go with Troy Tulowitzki? Um, Jeter's getting older. We don't want to pay him top money. He ended up staying. And it bothered him at first but he stuck to who he was and what the Yankee organization meant to him, his teammates, the fan base. Even if ownership it was getting a little rocky, he stayed true to the Bronx. And Bronx Bombers are a legit group of fans. I'll tell you, I went to a lot of games growing up over there. I had the pleasure to be born in New York and raised in Jersey and go to the Bronx for games throughout my whole upbringing. Uh, It was just wonderful. I happened to be at the game where Jeter laid out, caught it, and dove into the stands. He couldn't stop his momentum, uh, so it took him in. And that shows, I was young at the time, but it showed me what Derek Jeter was truly about. Hustle, heart and the glue to the New York Yankees organization. And this series is a must-watch. Seven total episodes. The final episode is Thursday, August 11th. I'm getting sad about it. I want this to keep going on. I almost feel like it went too fast, but it's truly just a phenomenal series. Of these last three, I would put the captain number one, last dance number two with Michael Jordan, and third man in the arena, Tom Brady. All three were fantastic, but the captain, Derek Jeter, it just hits different. So transitioning over, I know I spent a little time there on Jeter and the Yanks. I wanted to move into MLB, what's going on right now. Uh, The Yankees are currently struggling, and we have not seen a ton of that this year. Um, we are now in the second half of the season. They are four and six in the last 10, five game losing streak. I think the Yanks are going to be fine. I'm not worried about them, but I do say one thing. You rather your team start off the second half of the season hot than the first half of the season. You want to head into September playing hot baseball and the Yankees have to get back on track. I'm recording on Monday and in a few minutes, Uh, The Yanks take on Seattle in Seattle, and I think they got to get their mojo back on the road before they head back to the Bronx. Um, I think it's just going to be big for them. We know at home they've been 41 and 15 thus far this season, but away 29 and 24. It's still great. It's five games over 500, but that's what Aaron Boone preaches. He knows they're capable of W's in front of the Yankee Stadium crowd. But how are you going to do on the road? How are you going to do um, when things get tough? How are you going to do in low-scoring games where they're pitching duels and you need a clutch hit or two late in the ball game? Aaron Boone's done a great job, and I think he's got to regroup with these guys because the second half ain't going to be as easy as the first half. And the Yankees know that, but they acquired some pieces at the trade deadline that it's taking those guys a minute to get in the mojo and know what it takes to play in New York. The most pressure in the world playing in front of that crowd in the Bronx. I mentioned it uh, with Jeter earlier in this show, what we hear on the captain, but it still is alive to this day. And Aaron Judge is 
the next Jeter. I say that because, first of all, the Yanks got to lock him down in the offseason, but I'm not worried about that. He's a Yankee. But Aaron Judge reminds me of Jeter in two ways. One, with hustle. Two, with his voice. Aaron Judge doesn't like missing baseball games. He likes to give it 110% when he's out there and be out there every night, kind of like Jeter. And next, he builds his teammates up. He does not knock them down. He encourages them. I see that leader with his swing, with his personality, all the above. Aaron Judge just brings it straight up. And Yanks have a lot to be excited about. We know that the Yankees have not won the World Series since the 09 Yanks with Derek Jeter, A-Rod, and them boys. They want to get back to the mountaintop. And it's going to take them digging in deep here in the second half of the season. And Aaron Judge and that lineup has to show up. And pitching, of course, you know a few weeks back I talked to you about bullpen and how important that's going to be down the stretch for the Yanks. But Yanks are going to be just fine. I still have them coming out of the AL. Now I'm going to talk about Jacob deGrom and how fantastic he is. Put on a clinic on Sunday. Uh, The New York Mets are a fantastic baseball team. But now with DeGrom back, they are now scary. Um, I say that because Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are the head of the snake over there with the New York Mets, and everyone is uh, down to ride on their coattails. Um, I think the lineup is showing up night in and night out. They've been amazing in Queens at home this season, 35-18. and 18. On the road, fantastic as well, 35-21. and 21. We know that MLB and all the fans around the world want a Subway Series, Yanks-Mets. I really think this year we are going to get it. I think the Mets are going to knock out the Dodgers in the postseason before the World Series. I truly mean that. Um, Baseball's in really, really good hands. Uh, Let's keep an eye on these teams. We know teams are getting hot. Some are getting cold. You know, with 162 games, guys. This is what happens. So, a little bit on that baseball segment for you. And I want to Get us excited. I mean, NFL and college football are around the corner. And we know football season means so much to everyone around the world because of fantasy, because of us looking forward to Sundays and Monday nights and Thursday nights. Football just brings everyone together. Um, I really think we're going into a season, guys, where anyone can win. I know the Bills and the Rams and the Bucks. Those three seem to be the preseason favorites, but how about the Colts? What are the Eagles going to do this year? What's Patrick Mahomes going to do? Joe Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Are the New York teams going to get back on track with the Jets and the Giants? A lot of what-ifs, and I like that. You know, in the NBA next year and be like, ah, the Warriors are probably going to get it done again. In the NFL, it is wide open, and we love that. There's parity among the league. And that's really good. Roger Goodell preached it at the draft. Um, Anyone can win. And it's a really, really good time to be an NFL fan. So uh, just wrapping up with the NFL, I wanted to start this episode with the captain, of course, Derek Jeter. Uh, Moments in his life, moments in his career, moments that he had to deal with in racism, being half black, half white. Uh, he walks us through those hurdles in his life because um, it's important, guys, that we know the on-the-field impact. But off-the-field impact is huge as well. Someone like Derek Jeter, he's on the baseball field a whole lot, but what he does in his everyday life truly matters as well. And he wanted to give us a picture that we could take. Um, Derek Jeter wants to show 
fans and kids around the whole world how hard he worked to get to the position he was in. Not it came overnight and he was the shortstop for two decades and no, it was I dug deep. I played every game like it mattered. I didn't take days off. I played hurt. I was out there for my team. And therefore, I'm a Yankee great. And being a Yankee great is different than being a Hall of Famer, different than being one of the best baseball players to do it. The Yankees, the culture, 27 championships, um, a dynasty for so many years, good for so long. Derek Jeter is the number one face when everyone thinks of the New York Yankees and he's just a special guy and I can't wait for everyone to tune into the captain on ESPN+. Missed y'all last week. I was so excited to be back with you this week. Um, we'll get on an every week basis uh, from here on out. And the new season, guys, stay tuned. We're heading into another season of Sports In-Depth with JD come week one of the NFL season. So a lot of fun things to come. A lot I'm looking forward to. A lot I'm grateful for. And uh, best fans in the world, what can I say? JD. Out.